Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge, where I have with me Elena Murray, who is a cosplayer, actress, director, and a model. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is fun. It's a pleasure to have you on. So you've been involved in the entertainment industry for a few years now, and one of the parts you've been involved in is cosplay. How did you get started in that field? Actually, my boyfriend, Gotham Gray, his name's Gasper Gray, but on Instagram and the cosplay name genre, he's Gotham Gray. When we started dating, he showed me Cowboy Bebop for the first time. So I fell in love with the show. I watched it so many times through because I was just obsessed. And he had done one cosplay previously the year before at WonderCon, which was his first con, his first time doing everything. And he was like, hey, would you be interested in going to WonderCon this year with me and cosplaying like Spike and Faye and I was like what's WonderCon I had no idea about any of this stuff which is really funny and so he kind of explained to me everything and I was like oh so we can just make costumes and dress up like characters that we like and we can just be them and go around and do that and he was like yeah people do it all the time and I was like wow that's amazing totally let's go so Faye Valentine was my first cosplay at WonderCon 2014 and that year I also did Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy 7 and that was all I did for a while. I didn't really get super into it until this past year, really. The year before, it kind of kicked off from like WonderCon last year, essentially, is when I really started to get serious about it because it's a very fun thing to do. So I really started delving into prop making and really making my own costume pieces. In WonderCon last year, I made my full Harley Quinn suit. I kind of made this own version of it that I kind of hodgepodge together all my favorite things about Harley Quinn and mashed it together as my own cosplay and was working with latex paint and building this giant hammer and hand making all my bows and doing all these crazy trims and patches and all these things and from there really really full on like throwing myself into working on my own cosplay I couldn't stop basically and so I just kept making things and piecing together different characters that I really love and I still have such a long list of characters that I want to do that I'm working on that I think is never going to end but basically that's how it happened and you just mentioned a few of the many cosplays you've done how do you decide what characters you're going to cosplay as well it's basically characters that I have a connection with characters that either relate to characters whose qualities I really like or characters that just are polar opposite from me which is one of the fun parts about cosplay is that you get to be somebody that you may never have any kind of inclination to be in the real world so I'm not like a maniacal psychopath like Harley Quinn is but she's really fun when I was at WonderCon 2015 in my Harley Quinn suit I was just running around being crazy just messing with people and being silly it was just so much fun because you can't just be like that in life or else you would have no friends probably but I really always go for characters that I've always had kind of a bond with and now to talk a little bit about your creation process with these cosplays How do you start to develop a cosplay? Once I decide on a character that I want to do, 
there's a lot of research that goes into different styles of that character because there are so many interpretations of so many of these characters through fan art, different theatrical portrayals, film portrayals. It just kind of depends. So I kind of piece together all of these different versions of them and then decide what I like best about those. And I always end up sketching it. I sketch my idea so I have everything. And then I kind of break down all the pieces that I need to get to make it happen. And then I just start constructing. I'll literally have all of my tools, my giant craft box and whatever materials that I need. And I'll sit on my living room floor and just start going at it. So the most important thing definitely for me is having a lot of visual aids basically, to blend together the idea of what I want my interpretation of this character to be. And now, obviously, you just stated that you get a lot of materials, and that can be pricey. How do you balance your price when you're building a cosplay, and how does that influence what you can do, what you can't do, and how do you improvise to keep your costs down? There's a lot of ways that I do that. One of the best things that I really, really enjoy doing is thrifting through thrift stores, Goodwill, any little random vintage shops, random consignment shops, swap meets. You can get so many cool things there. And what I really love to do is take pieces that I find and then alter them to fit what I want to use them for. For instance, I found this tablecloth that was just a really, really beautiful material and a really great color, green. And it was like $2 maybe? I took that and I made my elf cosplay top out of that. If I had gotten that material, you know, at Joann's or whatever, that would have been at least $10. So I was saving 75% of what I was going to be paying, which was really cool. So, you know, finding things like that are really awesome. Repurposing things are really awesome as well. I also don't like to throw a lot of my craft supplies away because I always find that there's something you can use for eventually. There's going to be a need at some point. So if you have extra flowers, extra buttons, extra eye hooks, extra thread, like don't tie that those little scraps you can use for so many other things so just got to get a little clever about it and now you create your own props how did (laughs) you learn how to create your own props and how does that process work with you prop making is hilarious because it's a lot of trial and error I had done some research online. There's all sorts of YouTube videos and tutorials, um, instructables that you can find online. And so I've done a lot of reading about it before I had tried to make props. But then, at least for me, once I started making it, all of those directions kind of went out the window. And I was like, what are you talking about? How can I put this here? And how can I make this fit? And I don't know. So I kind of just had to figure it out myself. Working with Warbla for the first time was really crazy. The first time I worked with Warbla was when I made my Buffy the Vampire Slayer steak. And I had originally come up with an idea of wrapping Warbla around a pre-made cone and then carving things into it and figuring it out. And that was just like, no, it looked awful. It looked like terribly phallic and not something that you want to be holding onto in your hand all the time. So then I just decided, well, okay, so maybe if I just shape the warbler into a cone myself and roll it and then twist it it'll make little grooves and it'll look more like wood turns out that I was right thank god it was definitely lots of processes to go through but I feel like once you get the hang of warbler particularly it's a lot easier to work with the more you work with it because then I made my shoulder armor for my elf cosplay which was my first armor build ever 
And that went much more smoothly than my steak making one, just because I knew what to expect. I knew how long it was going to stay hot when you heat it and how much time I had to mold and shape. And it was just so much better once you kind of get a feel for what you're doing. And now, obviously, cosplay, and you just mentioned Warblock. In recent years, there's been many new materials coming up. How does that affect you as a creator? I think it's really cool. I think adapting as a cosplayer through these new materials, I think, makes it just more fun and more interesting because, for me personally, I always feel like... I want to just learn as many skills as I can and know how to work with all these different kinds of materials. And so I just try it. And if you try it and you like it, you can keep working with it. If you don't or you want to see what else is out there, you have so many options, which is really cool. I am going to be making an armored Lady Captain America for Long Beach Comic Con, which I'm terrified about. But I decided I wanted to give EVA film a shot as opposed to Warbla, just to see if I like the way it finishes better, if I like working with it better. We'll see how it actually goes because I don't know how it's going to be, but I'm excited. I like the challenge of working with new materials and I think it gives you a lot more wiggle room to be as creative as you possibly can. And now you've created a lot of cosplays in recent years. What do you find to be the most challenging element of building a cosplay up? I wish I didn't have to say this because I really love just making everything. And that's not the difficult part for me, putting everything together. I really enjoy the challenge of figuring it out, even if I get stuck in a situation where I'm like, oh, is this going to work? I don't know. I still really like that part because then it's more challenging for my brain. It's more challenging for my creativity. And that's super cool. The most annoying part is getting all the materials together and simply buying everything because depending on what kind of piece you're working on it's not always going to be cheap so if I had endless amounts of money I'd be cranking out cosplays like one every week but that is a little bit of a hindrance being able to afford things so that is the most difficult part for me personally and obviously something that we didn't talk about yet is how do you balance your time with cosplays and everything else that's going on in your life and how much time do you devote to each cosplay? Or is it just till the job gets done? Pretty much until the job gets done. I don't really a lot for like, oh, I'm going to spend this much amount of time on this one and this much amount of time on this one. It's really just whenever I have the time. Like any hobby, it's something that I enjoy doing. It actually is pretty relaxing for me just to be able to work on things with my hands. I love those activities where you can just kind of be in the zone and you lose track of all time and it doesn't really matter. So like I've spent hours upon hours until the wee hours of the morning starting something at six when I get home from work and then it's like two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, how did that happen? So it's really just basically whenever I have the time to do it, I don't really allot a specific amount of time per week. It's just if I have the materials and I have the time, which is usually in the evenings or on my days off, then I just go ahead and do it. And now to talk about some of your cosplays, and in particular, the anime ones, hence my name, yeah. Pop Anime, comes first, yeah. comics. So you've cosplayed as Sailor Moon, Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop, and a mashup of Pikachu, to name a few. Yes. What were the inspirations for these characters? 
Well, like I mentioned about Faye, Faye is one of my favorite characters of all time, hands down, anime or not. I just love her. And Cowboy Bebop, in my opinion, it's one of the most artfully crafted pieces of work that I've ever seen in my entire life, from start to finish. With the animation, the story, the characters, the music, it's just gorgeous, and I love it. So I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory for Faye. Sailor Moon was just my hero when I was a kid. I was a huge Sailor Moon fan. I watched it all the time when I was a kid. For some reason, it didn't really click until last year, where I was like, wait, I could actually be Sailor Moon for a little bit if I wanted to. And that blew my mind. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's going to be awesome. So Sailor Moon was definitely just a huge hero from my childhood that I wanted to bring to life. And then I love Pokemon and I love Pikachu. Pikachu is my favorite Pokemon of all time. I know that might be a little bit cliche, but I just love Pikachu's relationship with Ash. And I love how brave and strong that little guy is and the most adorable thing on the planet. And I wanted to do something a little bit different with Pikachu. And so I decided to kind of turn it into this pinup version of Pikachu. But it was really fun for me to make the ears and the tail and the top and everything and I really enjoyed the actual build of those pieces so that was really fun and that was a challenging thing to do with the foam that I was using and trying to figure out how to attach it and everything so that was kind of where Pikachu came from at the time also I had been re-watching a lot of the animated series of Pokemon so I was super into it and now pinup Pikachu tends to have more of an adult side to it as a cosplay. Sure. How do you draw your lines of what you feel comfortable cosplaying as, as well as what conventions and their parameters? And how does that affect you? I guess when I'm making something or if I have an idea for something and I sketch it out, I'm pretty much automatically going to know whether or not I'm comfortable wearing that or not. So I don't think that kind of costume would even come to fruition if I wasn't comfortable with it already just because it's coming out of my brain. So there's that part. And then with the conventions, I wouldn't wear that Pikachu costume to... Something that dinged at a younger demographic. Yeah, like D23 or something. Like I wouldn't wear that there. Obviously, it's not Disney either, but like I like to wear wear things that are appropriate that fit in with the theme of whatever convention I'm going to. Like, for instance, when I went to Anime Expo a couple weeks ago, I wore Faye because there was a Bebop panel there, which was cool, and it fits in with all the anime things that are going on there. And now the other side of cosplay, which I think we alluded to a little bit, is how do you get into the character? And obviously, Sailor Moon's unique, Faye is very unique, and yeah. Pikachu is a Pokemon, and that's that. Not to say that other people who don't have what I'm about to say can't do this, but it does really help to have acting training. That's what I got my degree in. And so that is beneficial because it's already instilled within me to act like these characters. But I think the most important thing is to have a relationship with these characters already prior to creating this cosplay and to know the character, to have watched whatever they had been in, had played whatever they had been in, know their story. If you know who they are, then you'll be able to emanate that and you'll be able to have their essence shine through you, I think, because you know everything that they've been through and their backstory and that kind of ties back into cosplaying characters that you relate to like I'm never going to cosplay something just to cosplay it I'm always going to do characters that I have a connection with and I think that that makes it easier to be able to portray those characters because you already have that relationship built in and now one character that I'm assuming you have a good relationship is Harley Quinn as we mentioned it a lot how did you 
get into Harley Quinn and obviously a lot of stuff's going on with Harley Quinn right now. How does that all affect you as well? Let's see. I first really got into her because I read the DC Comics Mad Love Connection that has Harley's origin story, a lot of stories between her and the Joker all compiled into one book. And I loved it. I've read it several times. I also am really interested in Harley Quinn because I'm really interested in the Joker. I think the Joker is one of the greatest villains of all time. I've read so many of his comic books. Some of my favorites being The Killing Joke, Death in the Family, Arkham Asylum. The graphic novel is one of the coolest things that I've ever seen in my life. The artwork on that is insane. So naturally, I really love the Joker. So I'm gonna be interested in the woman he tosses around. I've also watched a lot of Batman the Animated Series. Love that. All of those original cartoons are super favorites of mine. And then also the video games, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum. Those were great games. And there's a lot of Joker and Harley Quinn in those. And I love their dynamic together. So that was part of it, too. It's really fun because my boyfriend and I do Joker and Harley together. And he's an actor as well. So we just kind of improv off of each other all the time when we're out there together. And we just have the most fun. Just being crazy and probably kind of annoying to people because we're just like, wow, what's going on? And so it's super fun. It was really important to me for my first Harley Quinn cosplay to create something original. It was inspired from a lot of different pieces. It was inspired by the classic Harley. It was inspired by Arkham City Harley. It was inspired by Injustice Harley. Just like all of these things, I took all my favorite parts and was like, I want to make this my own and I'm going to put it all together. So that was really cool. Then when all of this Suicide Squad stuff started happening, then it all started becoming the same. It was like all the same Harley, all the same Harley. It was only Suicide Squad Harley all the time. And I wanted to do a version of it, but I wanted to do it a little bit differently again. So I kind of took other aspects of things that I liked about it and once again tried to make it my version of Suicide Squad Harley. And so I didn't have the baseball tee. I made my own top with this like inkblot Joker face on it. I did my makeup differently. I painted things on my legs and, you know, I braided my hair. And so it's cool that Harley has gotten so much recognition, really, because I feel like she's kind of been under the radar for a long time, especially in comic book film. It has been Poison Ivy, Catwoman, but never really Harley Quinn. So it's cool that she's having her moment. And I'm very excited about that. But at the same time, I didn't want to do the same thing that everybody else was doing in regards to that film. And now, obviously, both your Harley Quinns are different from the comic version. How do you feel as a cosplayer? You get to build upon what's already out there and you get to alter it. And how do you feel that makes you different than what's currently out there? I think that everybody has the capacity to be extremely creative. And I think sometimes that's not experienced to their full potential because maybe people see what's popular and so they want to just keep doing that. Whereas I feel like, well, maybe what I'm going to do isn't going to end up being as popular, but it's something that you don't really see other places. And it's something that I'm proud of for creating myself originally. Not to say that people who are, I don't really want to say doing copies of the same costume, but essentially doing the same costumes over and over again. Whereas, you know, it takes a lot of skill and creativity to create those costumes. I personally like to stretch my wings a little bit more. I like to make my own interpretations of things because they're just more pertinent to me. I feel like 
mixing in my own little flavor of what I like just makes the cosplaying experience more personal for me and more fun for me because it's not just, oh, I'm cosplaying Harley Quinn. Oh, I'm cosplaying Catwoman. Oh, I'm cosplaying Sailor Moon. I'm cosplaying Elena as Sailor Moon. Elena as Catwoman. Elena as Harley Quinn. So I feel like having my own little dash of myself in there just makes it a better experience for me. And that's kind of what the point is for me, at least. And now uh, I'm going to dub it Harley Quinn 1, which is not the Suicide Squad version, yeah. for lack of a better description. You have probably the ultimate prop, which is the Joker. How do you feel when you're cosplaying with your Joker, who might or might not be your significant other? It's one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. Elena as Elena cosplaying Harley Quinn is like, this is so much fun. I'm being totally insane and running around. And I put on an accent when I'm out. If you ever like see me at a con and I'm in my Harley Quinn outfit, like I'm talking like her, like I'm up there with my Mr. J and would causing a ruckus and everybody's being real crazy, but we're the craziest. Don't forget that. And I just get to play. It's like being a kid on the playground. Like I'm just running around wreaking havoc and it's so much fun as Harley Quinn, sometimes I get a little bit bummed out because my Joker is excellent and he can be a little mean to me sometimes because <laughs> he's being the Joker and I'm Harley Quinn. But it's funny. It's all in good fun. It's nothing, you know, serious or mean-spirited. It's all playing around. But in truth, that's exactly what it is. It's just playtime. It's so much fun. So I have a blast doing that. And how do you feel that it's received by fans? When we went to WonderCon, like, everyone was actually really into it. Like, they were like, oh my god, you guys are talking like this. Like, they're still in character. Like, people were filming us doing things. And they were like, this is the best. You guys are amazing. So that was really cool. As far as I know, it was really well received. Which is nice. Because you always want people to like what you're doing. And now another cosplay that I think you just recently did at WonderCon 2016 was Catwoman. And I don't know, how was this cosplay created? And was it created off of base pieces? This is pretty much just most of my cosplay. They're really all just pieced together from my favorite versions of different things. And so it was part Arkham City, part The Dark Knight Returns, part When in Rome, the comic. It was just all the aspects that I liked about Catwoman put into one thing. So I had the knife and the utility belt. I made my own whip. The cowl, actually, my boyfriend got me for my birthday from Gotham City Effects. They're awesome, and I love my cowl. So amazing. Yeah, I made the kitty collar myself and the gloves myself. And the suit I actually happened upon at a sex shop on Hollywood Boulevard. But it was really cheap, so I was like, okay, I'll take it. It was exactly what I was looking for. Like, I literally was walking by on Hollywood Boulevard. There's this really great shop on Hollywood Boulevard called Hollywood Toys and Costumes where you can get so many things. This is not the sex shop. This is just a legitimate costume shop. You can get magic gear there. You can get all kinds of costumes, all kinds of theatrical makeup, masks, just everything. It's a wonderland for cosplayers. I recommend people go there because you'll find so many things. It's like a treasure trove. But then I had just gotten out of there and I was walking down the street and I looked in the window and I saw this cat suit and I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And so I walked in and it was a sex shop and I was like, oh, how much is that suit? Can I have it? That's how all that happened. And now with this cosplay, you've taken some amazing photos with it one in particular you sitting on what looks like to be the bat cycle oh my gosh that was one of the coolest moments of my entire life and when i say moments i actually mean like 30 minutes because once i got on that bike i was stuck because everybody was taking my picture which was really surreal and crazy this guy whose name i still don't know and i've been trying to find him forever he brings these prop cycles 
all different kinds. He makes them by hand to cons all the time. And I was just walking by it and they saw that I was Catwoman and they were like, hey, will you come sit on this bike and take some pictures? And I was like, oh yeah. Oh my God, really? Like, yes. Can I please? That would be amazing. And so I got on there and it was just so cool. And everyone was so nice and they were so into what was happening. It was a really surreal experience because there were just photographers everywhere. And I was just like, what is my life right now? This is crazy. It was really cool. And I loved it. Just to speak about that, where can people find the photo? Because it's an awesome, awesome shot. It's on my Instagram, at sign mermaiden, M-U-R-R-M-A-I-D-E-N. It's on there if you scroll down there. It's also on my Facebook page. Once you see it, everybody, you'll understand why the question was asked because it's just such a great shot. And obviously, this is audio, so I recommend everybody going to see that photo because it's an awesome shot, for lack of a better word. Being Catwoman was super fun. I definitely tend to be, in real life, more like Selena Kyle than Harley Quinn. So it was really fun to kind of have that amped up. I'm definitely more like reserved and behind the scenes, subtle about things and catch-like and not as exuberant and over the top. Although sometimes it goes back and forth because a lot of my friends tell me I'm like an anime character come to life. But Selena Kyle is who I want to be in real life. And then who I am actually is Radical Edward from Cowboy Bebop. When I say that I am like Selena Kyle, that's not actually true. I want to be like Selena Kyle. And in my mind, most of the time, I'm really cool and collected and like, yeah, everything's great. And then actually, I'm a complete spaz. And with the Catwoman, you took a lot of pictures and you've modeled a few cosplays. How do photo shoots typically happen with you? Well, if we're at a con, for instance, usually just photographers will just come up to me and be like, hey, do you want to shoot? I have this time open. Why don't you come meet me here? And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do that. For other shoots, which I've been doing a lot more of recently, pretty much photographers will just reach out to me on Instagram or through my email and be like, hey, I am interested in shooting some of your cosplays. If you'd be down, let me know. And then we'll set up a time and place and then we'll go. Typically, they're local. I'm in California. And so they're around here here in the Los Angeles area. That's pretty much it. I've been fortunate enough to have several photographers reach out to me and be like, hey, I'd love to shoot with you. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. I've made some really great friends, actually, with some of the photographers that I've shot with, which is great because I love making friends. And so it's really fun to be able to shoot and then go do fun stuff and like hang out. And the cosplay community is super cool because it really brings a lot of people together. And when you go on a shoot, who controls or is it a collective effort between you and the photographer or do you take direction? Definitely all the shoots that I've been on have been a very collaborative process where I'll have some ideas or the photographer will have some ideas for like a location and then I'll work with what I have and then I'll be like okay great now do this and then you know it's like both of us working together to try and make something cool. Now outside of the cosplay world you yeah. are an actress. What is your background as training and how'd you get into acting? Well, I started dancing when I was three with ballet and tap. I've been tap dancing since I was three years old. And that's my favorite form of dance. But I've also taken, from the time I was three until the time I was about 21, I was taking tap jazz, hip hop, ballet. In high school, I started doing theater. I started doing plays and musicals. And then I went to a summer acting conservatory between my junior and senior year. And that's pretty much when I decided I wanted to pursue acting. And then I went to Cal State Fullerton and I got my degree in theater arts. 
and was trained by some really amazing teachers. They have an excellent faculty there. It's a really fantastic theater program. It's really hardcore. It's super brutal and can be devastating at times, but you get really good training. And then after college, I moved to LA and I've been really lucky because I have a lot of friends who are all doing the same thing I'm doing. Everyone's trying to make art, trying to make film and theater and web series and YouTube shows and things like that. And so I've been lucky enough to have a lot of my friends reach out and be like, hey, you'd be great for this. Why don't you come in and do this for us? So I've been doing a lot of film recently. I have a full length feature that's a thriller called Artifice that is going to be hitting the festival circuit this year, which will be cool. We just had our premiere for it about a month ago, and it's awesome. And I just finished shooting another full-length feature for some friends of mine called Night Owls. That is a really quirky story about these two dudes who are outside of LA and are just trying to make it home, but they don't have their phones or money or anything. And they're basically making their way through Los Angeles, meeting all of these really wacky groups of people just trying to get home. In that, I play a cult leader which is super fun to film. Just got to hang out with all my friends and film this stuff, and it was awesome. And I've done a lot of professional theater. Most of the professional theater I've done have been in Orange County at the Chance Theater in Anaheim Hills, which is really amazing. I was lucky to do several really cool productions there, plays and musicals. And that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of just taking on projects as they come up and been lucky enough to have some short films in a couple of festivals already. I have won some awards, which have been really cool. And I'm still looking for a big break. And obviously, we spoke about a lot of things, primarily yes. cosplay. What advice do you have for people who want to get into cosplay as well as if you have any advice on acting and making it? If you want to get into cosplay, the biggest thing, I think, is just to not be afraid to try it. I think some people may see these things and be like, oh, I could never make that or, oh, I could never pull that off. And it's like, well, no, you're never going to pull it off if you don't try it. So why don't you just try it? Don't be afraid because if anything, this community is just one of the most welcoming, warm nerdy, geeky, wonderful places to be. It's so accepting and so generous. So if you're afraid about what other people are going to think, or you're afraid that you're not going to be able to accomplish something like this, like I'm telling you, you're wrong. You can totally do it. You just need to try. Also, like I mentioned before, if there's a character that you really love, just try it. Because in my opinion, cosplaying doesn't really matter unless you really care about the character you want to portray, at least for me. And then finally, do you have anything you'd like to promote? You can check out my Instagram. It's Mermaiden. M-U-R-R-M-A-I-D-E-N. And you also have a Facebook page. What is that? It's just Elena Scarlett Murray. As always, everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. And it can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitch Radio, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And while you wait for next week's episode, everybody, you can definitely check me out at popanimecomics.com for articles relating to anime, comics, and pop culture, as well as give me a follow on Twitter at popanimecomics. Follow me on Instagram, popanimecomics, like my Facebook page. I need the likes really badly. That is popanimecomics. I have a pro wrestling t-shirt shop up. All you got to do is type pop anime comics on there. It's an elf holding a steel chair and she's ready to fight. And until next week, everybody have a wonderful week.